Patreon users, what's good? As you know, of course, it is the boy Armand Sather here with Stay Busy with Armand Sather. We've got a very fun um, episode coming up for you guys. So if you're not tapped into the Stay Busy TikTok, you should be following at Stay Busy Pod on TikTok. We've been um, we, we've been making some moves lately. We've had some really um, dope clips that have gotten some traction. We've gotten a lot of haters. I'm actually wearing the, the Guinness hat right now because people made comments about how small the hat looked on my head. So when they... See this clip on TikTok and see who I'm talking to. They'll understand the context of why I'm wearing this hat. But um, one clip we had, me and Dizzy were talking about Lil Baby and his album. And we made the comment that um, uh, It's Only Me sounded like My Turn Part 2 and the production was lacking. And I didn't get to get into my full perspective on it because me and Dizzy were just kind of going back and forth with thoughts. But we got stitched by this guy by the name of Oxcord Whisperer. And he provided a really good expanded take on what uh, we were trying to say um, with regards to Lil Baby, the production, how the music could be taken up. And so as we looked through his profile a bit more and got to know him a bit more, I was like, oh, this guy is dope. Like, he's got some really great perspectives on music, and we wanted to talk to him. So you guys are going to be treated to a conversation between me and the Oxcore Whisperer. So let's get him on the phone right now. Hello? Yo, what's poppin', bro? What's going on? I apologize for the technical difficulties, but we are we are good now. Welcome to Stay Busy, man. It's great to great to catch up with you. Man, thank y'all for having me. Of course, of course. So I got to do a little bit of research on you. Saw that you uh, have been a podcaster before and you do some other things. So can you tell our listeners exactly what being the aux cord whisperer um, consists of? I mean, uh, <clears throat> I pretty much throw events based around music. Um, I curate vibes. I'm not. I'm not yet a DJ. I don't consider myself a DJ yet. Mm-hmm. But I do play music at parties. Okay. Great music at parties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you know, I, I do a little bit of content creation around music as well. That's dope. That's dope. Now, well, where are you from? From Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Okay, nice, nice, nice. I haven't been there yet. I do want to get down there. I, I'm. A, I'm. A, I have to ask you for the proper suggestions on food and strip clubs to go to with my lady because that's what we do oh oh most definitely yeah, <laughs> I definitely definitely girlfriend friendly strip clubs is a thing down here yeah yeah perfect perfect <laughs> love the energy love the energy well it, it was such a chance encounter that we um connected with uh, one another through tiktok and i really appreciated the perspective that you gave uh, on our little baby takes because i wasn't able to expound on it as much as i would like to because my guest and i we were just kind of going back and forth and he was a very opinionated person as a music producer himself but what yeah. but what you said was exactly what i was thinking in terms of like having a producer that will challenge him like him locking in with a hit boy him doing like a project fully by metro like him locking in with whoever the uh, reputable producers are in music. So it was really dope that you came through with that perspective. Now, the platform you built on TikTok, what what inspired you to start making, you know, content, you know, related to music and, you know, developing the following that you have? Like, well, what's that journey been like? Um, I mean, really what inspired me is that I feel like, <clears> oh, <throat> uh, as far as like music journalism goes and me coming from the blog era like it's just non-existent like right. credible sources who actually listen to music who actually care about artists isn't a thing anymore everybody's kind of just racing to be like i'm the first person to listen to this album and it's like well do you know if it's any good or not mm-hmm. you know what i mean like have you really studied the music or not and i just feel like that's a space um that people like myself and people like you can kind of feel yeah 100 percent, 100 percent um have you had any encounters where people have been like 
frustrated at you for your takes even like artists themselves coming at you because we saw little baby commented on your thing i was like oh shit like this shit got some yeah. reach if little baby commented so. <laughs> I, and I, I ain't gonna lie i just i didn't want to catch a stray in the next little baby song like i'm gonna be mad <laughs> if i hear it in the club like i'm gonna be upset but uh i mean one of my takes that kind of got uh that kind of got people riled up was my wale take about wale being like the, <laughs> being one of the most culturally relevant rappers like out of the big three mm -hmm. like i feel like wale has been more more culturally relevant mm. um pretty much like as, as far as like style as far as fashion as far as like he did a song with lady gaga on his first album you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like he went from he was like one of the first to go like hip-hop to straight pop stars yeah and stuff like that but yeah you know what i'm saying wale wale one of them ones and mm -hmm. i don't think he really get his flowers where he needs to I, I love Wale, and I'm actually glad you said that. I had it on my docket to ask you about that take, um, specifically you saying that Drake essentially took Wale's like whole character, for lack of a better word. I, I, I don't want to misquote you, so I do want to give you a chance to basically art articulate what you said, but I, but I saw that TikTok, I was like, ooh, this is interesting, because no, I'm like, I, 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 a huge Wale fan too, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for just everything that he's done, but I think throwing the Drake part in there is what... <laughs> Probably why people I mean, got got angry. It was it was all happening at the same time. It, you know it was what I mean? yeah. So and so like Wale was he was early on making songs for the ladies. And, and if we really if we're truthful about it, Wale all, most of his hits are are songs for the women. Yes, you know what I mean. I mean even when we when we talk about no hands verse on no hands like straight for the ladies yeah and i feel like kind of drake kind of stole that swag a little bit like he mm. saw something that worked and drake may be a little bit better at it mm. i ain't gonna lie mm -hmm. but i mean he kind of he kind of stole the sauce because i feel like at the beginning drake was trying to find his footing in hip-hop in general mm -hmm. that's a yeah i to an extent i agree i think i think it can be looked at as drake trying to find his footing i think he just came in wanting to do a lot of different things. And over the yeah. course of his career, he's gotten more refined and more polished at it. Like, you look at a song like Karaoke from Thank Me Later, and you look at Race My Mind from Certified Love Boy. Race My Mind feels like a better version of Karaoke. No, 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 yeah, no, you spit, you spit. Yeah, like, like you I, And like, the fact that you said it, and like, I'm like, all right, cool, I just made that connection immediately. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's he's been, do, he's been dabbling in so many different lanes over the course of his career, similar to how Wale did. And he just, I mean, really just like that 2015, 2016 run where he just ascended to icon and now everything he does is on a bigger platform. So was, like I had a conversation on Twitter spaces about this last week with her loss dropping. We were talking about, you know, all of the things that Drake kind of initiates that rappers jump on, whether it's rappers feeling like they got to have an Afro beats track or linking yeah. with the linking with all the drill producers. And like, he, he's not the first to do it, but he's the biggest to do it. And that's why these things are attributed to him. But with Wale, like, it's it's interesting because, like, I, I definitely see the angle you're going, but I feel like they both just came up and did similar things at a similar time. And I think Drake, with his connections, being connected to, to Wayne, just gave him the advantage of being more prominent. Um, like, well, Wale was obviously super popular early on. Like, I found out about Wale through, like, football teammates from Jersey. I was like, how, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, back then it was harder to discover people from different regions if they weren't, well, like, Most definitely. Like, but big, I mean, big. like, Wale did, a little, Wale did a song with, uh, with Sampling Justice. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, he rapped on, on Black and Gold. Like, he was definitely, like, you know, bringing other genres into hip-hop as well early. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
100 percent uh it's funny we, we had this conversation with a few of our guests last season i want to ask you what do you think wale's signature sound is man i you like i don't think wale has a signature sound mm. and i think that is his downfall Mm, that's exactly because, what like, my co-host said. <laughs> it was he was he was number he was probably supposed to be number three, but what happened was was Cole found his footing yeah. around Forest Hills yeah. and he never looked back. So therefore, it kind of took he kind of took the three spot because like to get the hate that Wale gets, like he's never dropped any music that like that makes that makes the internet hate make sense. Yeah, it's weird. It's always been weird to me. Because it's like, well, does he have a bad album? Like, Attention Deficit was amazing to me. Mm -hmm. I know it was like a flop, but I don't, I don't necessarily take numbers and industry stuff into consideration. Yeah. When, when like judging music. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um, it's it's tough because I've I've defended Wale with people like I every time I listen to a new Wale project, mm -hmm. I'm like. This nigga's elite. Why? Like, why do people hate him so? Yeah. It's it's it just seems so random. It just seems like people picked uh, a random social media enemy to like send all, send all their hate to, and it's like every year you have a Wale song that you're invested in that you like, and Amazing. he's he's worked with some of the best. He's written for some of the best. Like he's done such great things for music that the hate is just like so weird to me. And I, and like I I will say like his personality is. Like, I actually know someone who's, like, best friends with him, so he, he tells me about it. I'm like, Wally's a very strong personality. He's, like, definitely an, inse yeah. he's an insecure person. He's jaded by the industry, and, like, he's open about it. And people take him being open about what he's been through as him being whiny or complaining yeah. or whatever. It's just like he's, he's honestly just keeping it real about what the industry has done to a lot of people, and a lot of people just aren't, you know, as willing to stand on it as he is. So I, 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 I really hate the Wally hate because I'm, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan well, of his. But while uh, while I, like, I have a long list of things like artists owed to the culture, mm -hmm. and Wale owes us another him and Ninth Wonder project. Mm -hmm. That's just I just want to say that on a pu public platform, okay? Because I feel like that'll be extremely fire, and that can lead to him uh, entering a space where it's just his raps in music, and that's it, and that's the only thing, the only important thing that exists. So he could go ahead and live his life. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love that. I would love that. I mean, Ninth is him. Uh, I got to meet Ninth Wonder and Wonder in person years ago in college. It was so random because I, I didn't realize how big he was when I met him. And then over time, as I got into music more and studied more, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I met, like, a fucking legendary <laughs> yeah, producer, <no>. bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. That's fucking crazy. Uh, I want to ask you, well, with her loss dropping, there's been a lot of discussion about that. Obviously, the controversy with the supposed Meg bars, a bunch of different things. Overall, how how'd you feel about the project? Overall, I feel like the the project is amazing, mm -hmm. and I mean, I don't know if you heard my take, but I feel like it's a trilogy, like mm -hmm. from Certified Lover Boy to Her Loss, and I feel yeah. like it's an amazing ending to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Certified Lover Boy was like definitely like it's it, it's that that's like Drake at his at his peak, like misogyny, but also like being heartbroken. And yeah. then, honestly, Nevermind was more of the heartbroken Drake, and then he kind of just, like, got back in his bag, dusted himself off, was like, I'm that nigga, and I hate women on her loss. Like, that's, <laughs> that's really that's really what it became. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. It's like, but when you, 
when you uh look for spin for you, when you listen to spin for you, it's like, does he hate women? Like, right, he's, exactly. He's kind of <laughs> conscious at the same time. Yeah, I mean? like he'll 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 give you like uh spend a million on these hoes. I'm a feminist, but then spin about you, it's like I'll take a nigga's top off for you. All this shit is like, so you you hate women, but you love women. Like you're yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I will like <laughs> like 21 tell him how we're gonna kill him for you know what I'm saying for, for taking your abortion rights away. You know what I mean? Like just crazy. What do you feel about the takes? People feel like so I've I'm I'm in this music chat that is like one of the worst music chats of all time. People just say the dumbest shit. And this one person said, I feel like it's a 21 Savage solo album and Drake is taking 21's flows and he's trying to be like little baby and his bars aren't memorable. But then you got other people who are like, I didn't get enough 21. This feels like a Drake album with special guest 21 as opposed to a collab album. So what do you feel about the collaborative dynamic between them on this project? See, I, I feel like 21 kind of was able to explore spaces that he wouldn't probably be able to explore on an album by itself. Yeah. So, like, for him to have a 3 a.m. in Glenwood, like, he literally borrowed something from Drake yeah. so that he can get his bars off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that is, that's very, I feel like that's a great space for 21 to be in because, like, once he goes in to, into his next project, you know, it's like, Oh no, I could I could probably spit a little bit and like people would be receptive to that. Yeah. But I don't I don't think like twenty one was like second fiddle at all. Yeah. Um I, I like I, Lil Yachty surprised me as a producer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He did his thing. Uh, yeah, in, in this space. But yeah, for sure. Like and plus like my theory on like the whole album and how like these three albums is kind of like Drake exploring like his hip hop masculinity because that's been that's being one of the strikes against him his whole career mm -hmm. and so he gives us certified lover boy and we like oh man that's that's sappy drake and mm -hmm. then we he gives us honestly never mind and we like well we don't understand it it's electric uh <laughs> you know some electric dance music or whatever and it's like now we get to her loss and it's like well shit, i don't i don't really don't care anymore right like y'all can call me sassy y'all can call me whatever y'all want you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's pussy and millions. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> more money, more problems. Bring on the problems. Bring on the <laughs> fucking problems. <laughs> Real talk. Um, so I want to play a quick game with you called What Do They Need? So I'm going to give you an artist's name, and I want you to tell me what that artist needs to become a superstar if you even think they can become a superstar. Sound good? For sure. All right, we're going to start with Division. Man, I think... Oh. Man, because I, I really, I, I haven't been able to get into their new album. Mm. Like, I've tried to listen to it over and over and over again. And mm -hmm. I'm mad because it's like, it's not clicking for me for some mm -hmm. reason. And I just think Division just needs to get back to, like, I think they're trying to to do all-time R&B. Mm -hmm. But they I don't think they realize, like, they were already in a space of being some of the greatest R&B artists ever, mm. especially, you know what I'm saying, with the last two projects that they put out. Yeah, yeah, they're they're interesting case. They're, like, one of my favorite artists, duos, whatever, and I've I've, I've liked every project since then. The only, like, the only one that I, I like, really like, I can't say I love, was the Thai collab project. Like, there's, like, a three-song stretch there. It's kind of weird, but... I loved on Amusing Her Feelings how they explored more sounds, doing upbeat stuff, doing, like, dance records, doing more, like, you know, uh, reggaeton-type records. And that didn't resonate with some people. And then they link with JD on this project, 
And I really think it's the bad will that they got from If I Get Caught that just had people coming into this project being like kind of ready to hate it. And I got the project early. I liked a good amount of the songs there. I, I don't love the project still. My favorite from them is still Morning After from 2017. Oh, no. Morning Morning After is an absolute R&B classic. It's incredible, bro. Like, there's, like, people are partial to September 5th. And I really feel like, I won't care to clip this for TikTok or Instagram. I really feel like people are just caught up in the nostalgia of Too Deep. That, oh, that yeah. And that's why they put September 5th as their best. But, like, Morning After is a straight through overall really great project and so I, I want people to really confront themselves and think about why they put september 5th at the top because i believe it's really just too deep but morning after they really clicked in, Mo morning and after is the best like that's one of the r&b albums of the decade yeah yeah i mean you got body smile you got conversations in a diner you got uh don't choose you got take time. Yeah, take time. Think about me. Like you got claim. You do the, the like title track born after was was super dope. Incredible. And and it really showed the direction that they were gonna go on the next project. Like I love like Drake kind of threw out crumbs like that throughout his career. Like Division was progressively getting to the place that they got on Amusing Our Feelings. And I think on this project they retracted back a bit to trying to make, you know, the R and B that the R and B community is so desperately looking for right now. And they didn't get outside themselves, but I, they, I feel like they're still trying to find their identity, which is tough because yeah, yeah. they're I five think, albums in, which is crazy. Yeah, but I think Morning After was kind of like where they needed to to kind of fit in. Like, yeah. it was a wide range of R&B. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, me, I, I like Muse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I really love it. Do. I love it. And I just, but I think, like, I think that's one of the albums that me personally I like that everybody else doesn't really like, so mm -hmm. I don't ever mention it. Right. But it's like that, between those two albums, I feel like their song, their sound relies in those two albums. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. They they hit a really high point there, but I think they're they're really affected by the R and B community and the critiques that R and B is getting especially all of the other toxic males doing what they're doing. We did a whole episode about toxic R&B and the state of male R&B, which is not good right now. And I think Division is trying to lead the charge, but I think they're letting people affect their art a little too much rather than making yeah. what they, what's true to them and what they really like making. So it's a, it's a tough space to be because you, like, you, like critics will give artists shit for doing fan service, but you do have to serve your fans. Like that's a real thing. You have to serve your fans. But expansion comes with doing things that will catch other people's eye. And I think that they're doing that, but they're, they're, they're having trouble balancing both of those things. So, word. Uh, Lil Yachty, what do you think Lil Yachty needs? To be a producer. Like, <laughs> after, after what I just heard, and after, like, I know he's in there, and I know he has a thing for mel melodies, and I know he's in there kind of telling folks what to say. Yeah. I think Lil Yachty, like, his next thing is production. Mm. That's a that's an interesting point. I, I think w one project that I've gotten, I've heard a lot of praise for that project where you got all the Detroit artists on it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He, he's been getting a lot of praise for that because he's good at curating. He's good at bringing people together, kind of like Westside Gun, who shouldn't be rapping. He should just be like an A and R or executive producer because he brings great people together. He picks good beats. Like, I, I think Yachty would be good at that too. But then I think about like songs like Poland. I love I love Poland. Um, his product, no. uh, Lil Boat 3, I thought he had some good shit on there. Like, Yachty's put together good products. He's just usually not the best verse on his songs. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, while, while we, while we sleep, 
Lil Baby might have his A&R in-house already. Who, Yachty's? Yes, like, it, <laughs> just go ahead and let, let Yachty A&R the project. <laughs> That would that would probably help to be honest. Um, I, I was I, I was gonna ask like we, we kind of talked about a little little baby a little bit, but like, wh- what do you feel about people saying he's gonna be next to take over when the big three steps away? Um, I think that at first I didn't believe it, mm-hmm. but then we were seeing like him standing next to Drake, um, him and Moneybag Yo that go off every time, every time, and then. And then we accidentally found out he can actually rap. Right. And that, and like he could rap, rap. And then he had the song during um, during quarantine, and that blew up. And yeah. it's like, oh, oh no, it's it's something here. And I feel like the ceiling for Lil Baby is he could possibly, possibly be the next hove. Mm. I've, I've I've heard that before. I've heard that from people. I see the point just with all the business moves he's making. Like, he's doing a really good job of pivoting outside of music with all of the popularity he has. But for me, Hove is, like, one of one. Like he, he's, he's definitely one of one for sure. But I think, like, the next person who reaches that level of stardom mm. will probably be Lil Baby. Wow. Do you feel, I mean, do you do you see anybody else? I, there's definitely nobody else right now, and I think that's that's partially. We, we thought it was Uzi. We we did think it was Uzi. We we, we did think, and granted, uh, I, it's funny. I had this debate in a chat. I was like, it was the week baby dropped, and uh, people were like high on the product. I was like, I think the product's good. I'm not like amazed by it. It sounds like my turn part two. But I was like, yo, if Uzi dropped tomorrow with no promo. He, he would outsell whatever Baby's first week is going to be. We saw Baby to 200 first week. I think Uzi, if he dropped today and we got the first week numbers in a week, he would do 300 just because he's Uzi. Like, that's that's kind of what it is. Like, he's, I feel like he's established himself enough already to where whatever he does is going to go crazy numbers-wise. Um, so do, you, do, you think, do you think that there's a point where we stop looking at – I know it's, it's, it's for me it's at the very beginning – and I want to say about maybe four projects in where I just like, all right, we're not looking at numbers. We're not looking at growth. We're just looking at art. Right. Do you think Uzi's, Uzi's there yet? Art-wise, I'm, I'm, I wasn't big on Eternal Take. And I, I know that's an unpopular opinion because um, it seems like most of the world love that project. I wasn't big on it. So I'm really looking for him to take shit to the next level musically with this one. Um, with with that whatever the next one is, I I think he's coming soon. I don't know. He's so unpredictable. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's not numbers for me. Like I, I I'm I'm at the point where I do take numbers into account just because everyone else does. It's like yeah. that that's what unfortunately substantiates being a superstar these days in the streaming era, in this numbers era, in this visibility era. But um, I think just like conceptually looking at Baby as the next Hove is like that's a really that's that's tough. That's that's really tough. Yeah, I mean it's like, tough, but I mean. When you kind of think about Hove from like reasonable doubt to the blueprint, right? The music was struggling. Like I know, you know, volume volume three. Like you know, you you're from uh, from up north, right? Jersey, yep. So like y'all feel a different way about like volume three than we feel about volume three down here. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like I kind of see the path. Like okay, like maybe like his last album. We probably rock with it down here. Y'all probably don't rock with it up there. Mm-hmm. But for him to be universal, it, it has to be 
elite music. Like he yeah. is no he is no longer making music for the South. Right. He's making music for everybody. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I think he has all the talent in the world. I think he has all the potential to reach it. That's why I was pushing back so hard on people who were debating me like, yo, like I was telling them, I was like, yo, I didn't learn. I didn't learn anything new about baby on this project. Like I, no. I, I felt like it was copy and paste. And if you're, if you want to talk to talk about him as one of the people to take over for the big three, I need more than what I've been being given. And people are like, yo, he just makes good music to vibe out to. That's it. I'm like, that's not it if you're going to be a superstar. But like, like no, no superstar is just giving vibes. Like even Travis Scott's music, you could consider vibe music, but it's very layered. Like, like there's just like so many different elements to it. He's like, he's an outlier in, in music. So like, I don't, I don't even know if baby could reach Travis Scott level by just staying the way he is. Like he's almost one dimensional to a point. He's got stuff like close friends, the song with Jeremiah on the last project where he gets into a kind of melodic vulnerable bag. But like, for the most part, he's kind of one dimensional. He's very good at that one dimension, but yeah. I, I don't know if he can become a Drake, a Cole or a Kendrick doing, let, doing let me, this forever. Let me introduce. Let me introduce. Okay, because I've had this conversation as well. I've had it actually with artists, like down here in Houston. Yeah. Do you think that the way that media covers everything else but music means that the consume the consumers don't care as much as about the music, so therefore the artists don't even try that hard? I feel like regardless of what the media does, consumers don't really care about music that much anyways. I think the access to artists through their social media, like... I've I, I debate in 2020 future dropped high off life not it, it wasn't a good album I, there are very yeah. few people I talk to that say it's a good album but they were they wouldn't admit it because they've come to love future so much for who he's become as a persona the toxic king the all, all that shit so they don't ever want to speak ill on him and I think fans have developed these parasocial relationships with artists where we just love who they are. And them just releasing anything will get us excited. Like I know so many Drake stands who are like just ridiculous. Like if like me, like <laughs> I, I I consider myself a Drake stand too. But I'll tell you when I don't like a song. And if you yeah. tell a certain level of Drake stand, like a level five Drake stand, that you don't like something, that they act like you're committing a heinous crime. And I'm like, bro, he's not perfect. Like he's an amazing artist. He rarely misses, but he's not perfect. Yeah, and, not at all. Like to me. Uh, I never liked you was a comeback album for Future. It was, and it was great. That <laughs> like, shit was great. That's one of my like, favorite albums like, this year. Y'all kind of, y'all kind of, he kind of let us down. Like even on the on the Pluto, baby Pluto. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, you I, know, I, down, I, here, down here, that's blasphemy. But yeah. you know, <laughs> I still, you know, what I mean, like I never liked you was a comeback album for Future. A fantastic album at that. So. And, and it's and it's like this is the future that we've been expecting. Like he has one of the greatest pins. He has one of the greatest love songs ever, which mm -hmm. will be my collection. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, to answer your question, like I definitely think the media plays a part, but I just think fans in general just don't care enough either. Like no one's really listening to full albums anymore. Yeah. People are Cause, getting, cause you, Go ahead. you want to know the album that kind of like made me think like, oh, okay. People are not listening to music. Uh, Cleo Soul Mother. Mm, okay. Have you heard that album? I have not yet, but I will tap in. That is an amazing album okay. from front to back. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to blow up. Cleo Soul, she's out of here. Mm -hmm. And then it was just crickets. And I was mm -hmm. like, but this was kind of released like 
during like during towards the end of like COVID quarantine, whatever, mm-hmm. like it was released. I'm like, people are still at home. They can listen to this. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's just something different. It's the things around music yeah. that people care about and not the actual music anymore. Yeah. Joe Budden said something a couple years ago on his podcast that I thought was brilliant. He said, music is just the commercial for these artists to advertise other things that they're doing. And it makes so much sense. Like all these brand deals, gaming, and everyone's got a liquor now and a clothing brand, like all, all this stuff. Like they're really just using music as the, the avenue to take to get to a certain road that they really want to get to. So like, I'm, I'm not surprised that like little baby sounded a little bored on it's only me or sounded, he didn't sound as passionate as my turn because like he's been experiencing so much success and like, you know, to, to the people who have really become fans, he can't do any wrong. He's appearing on a, on a song every fucking week. Like he's feeding you as a fan. So of <laughs> yeah. course, like, of course you're going to be, especially the verses aren't bad. So you're going to be happy as a fan, but it's, it's having that ability to kind of be like, all right, this is good but I know you can do better. And that's what I've been saying to people and getting pushback on. I'm just like, if, if I'm wrong for seeing the talent in someone and expecting more for them or wanting more from them, then I guess I'll just take being wrong there. And I'm just a different, but it's also, it's also no, like who is he competing with? Like that who too. is his contemporaries? That too. There, there are none. <laughs> like, so it's like, we can talk about, and there are a lot of things that go around, you know what I'm saying? Drake, there are a lot of things that happen around Cole yeah. and Kendrick they always put music first. Though. Yeah. Yep. And so like to hear like, Oh, like music is a commercial. It kind of makes me sad because at yeah. the same time, like, I'm in events. I play music. Like I'm a DJ. Like I watch music move people yeah. and people still have emotional reactions towards music. Like there's, there's a place for it, but people have to just start caring about it again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's sad because I, I I love music too. Like I, I try to avoid the social media debates with people because some people like uh, like a, a nigga tried to debate me on on hip hop and loving it on like a Saturday night. I was like, nigga, leave me alone, bro. I'm not, I'm not debating you on a on a Saturday <laughs> night about this. But like, I do love this shit, and it's become so commercialized. It's so affected by capitalism. It's so like all like the 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 money is just the biggest thing now, and the visibility on social media, like like everything is algorithmic. Like the the the, the love of the art, the the true like connection to the art is lacking and that sucks like i've i've been thinking about my top 10 list for this year and i've got like 10 solid picks i got a couple honorable mentions i'm like damn like i only really liked this many albums this year like especially, yeah, no, especially was... for, from artists who would deliver quality it's just like what happened to you like what's... are you like are you are you like blog era like yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, bro i was i've i was i was deep in it deep in it so so like were you were you like college in college during the blog era i was in high school i was in high school school. but i was like i was i was was in like high school going into college during blog era okay so blog era when like people i feel like we're in outer space right now because we used to wake up and open like five tabs mm-hmm. of the five dopest blogs yep. and just download music for at least the first two hours of our day. Yeah, man. Yeah. And and I think that now, like, instead of like downloading music, you're seeing, you know what I'm saying, the rapper with the with the girl on the shade room. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You're seeing TMZ. Yeah. You're seeing all of this other stuff. And it's like it's not about music. Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks too because like a lot of people are realizing how like, how accessible the um, 
the how accessible the money is within music. So a lot of artists are doing music really just to, to hit a lick and make money. And so, so some of them end up being really good. Like, shit, Lil Baby started rapping, what, six years ago? And he's nice as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. like some of them end up being really good, but it's like that lack of the love of the art is missing. And, and you can tell. As a true music lover, music listener, growing up in the 2000s, the 2000s R&B and the 2000s rap, like, just, like, being, being alive in these golden eras and then seeing what it's become now and yeah. how minimal the talent is, but how how many people are out here not being talented. It's like, what the fuck has happened to us? Like, like what the <laughs> fuck is, is going like, on? So now everybody talks about, man, it's easy to make music. Like, people can make yeah, music. Yeah, bro. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But once again, in blog era, people were making amazing music in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like, there was still a standard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like that. And to be completely honest, Blog era music, all of that music during that time kind of just up and disappeared somewhere. Yeah, yeah it's like, sad. It's not on. It's not on streaming platforms. Um, I mean, I got a couple hard drives over here, but like <laughs> as far as like it, and you know, I've I've actually, you know, what I'm saying, dropped like when uh, I think on Twitter one time, Nostalgia Ultra, like everybody was talking about it and nobody could find it. Mm-hmm. I dropped a Dropbox link on my Twitter, like here, like y'all go download it. You the plug. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> like, we need more people like you. <laughs> like, like, for real, because Nostalgia Ultra, like, incredible. On, I, yo, like, that, I, <laughs> I, I, I gotta run that straight through, like, once a month. Like, it is, it, it, it just, it just feels so different. It just feels so, like, even from Frank's projects, like, Nostalgia Ultra to Blonde, like, it's, it's just, it's so different. But putting myself where I was when I was listening to Nostalgia Ultra, Ultra, Strawberry Kisses, uh, songs for women, like oh my god, oh man, what an amazing project! Um, but I, I want to close. I want to ask you, give me your top three overall albums this year. So all, all all genres, top three overall albums. All genres. Um, let me see, let me see. Um, of course, I want to say, I never liked you. Okay, me too. That's up there for me. I never liked you. Um, let me figure out what came out. Um, cause I've been I've been heavy on R and B. It's been a good year for R and B. It's it's just been a great year for R and B. Um, let's see. I never I ain't gonna lie to you. I haven't really been jamming a lot of new new stuff. Okay, like it's just been it's just been like bits and pieces. Right. Um, that that drum Shelly product uh, uh project that came that uh. FKA. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, I, I know Drum just dropped today. I don't want to date this. He dropped Friday, November 11th. He dropped a new project today. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but he did. Did he drop something else this year? He dropped earlier this year. Well, uh, he dropped. Um, well, no, he dropped. Uh, I think that, that project was like last year. But I don't okay. have that. Gotcha. Oh, that uh, R Linux for sure. R Linux Age Sex Location. Good project. Really good project. Uh, actually, good project that nobody listened to either was the John Legend project. Okay, okay. I've yeah. I've heard a little bit of it. I haven't listened in full. Um. Also, breezy, Bre- bro. Breezy was good as hell, yo. Bre- breezy was. <laughs> that was that's the best product he's put out since like probably what was his twenty fifteen was and was that royal royalty? I think it was called royalty twenty fifteen. And I think like I know it's a lot of songs, but I think it is. I think he went seventy five percent on that. Thing. He, oh, he absolutely <laughs> did. He absolutely did. 
he he hundred percent did. Like I, you know, when you drop that many songs, I feel like if you do if you do fifty five percent of dopeness, that's good. I'm like, all right, cool, it's a good project. Yeah, but he I think he did like seventy five percent. Bro, I was I was listening to it. It came out my my birthday weekend, so I was listening to it on my Uber bag. I was a little drunk from brunch. And the songs kept playing because I was like, I, I, I'm a Chris Brown fan. I've been listening to him my whole life. So he's a legacy act. I'm kind of just like, I know I, like Chris Brown, I'm either love it or I'm going to just not listen to it anymore. I was listening to this album. I was like, yo, songs keep playing and these shits like, keep being heat. Like fucking <laughs> yeah. Psychic with Jack Harlow, Sex Memories, Ella May, uh, the shit with ESTG, Possessive with Blue and Lil Wayne um luckiest man like he's got some shit on breezy like that's the, that yep. that's gonna end up on on my year-end list i don't know if it'll be top 10 but it's it's gonna be near the top of my honorable mentions for sure that's a really great project and uh like i don't know if everybody's familiar with uh jmo by jameson ross okay i'm not i'll have to tap in yeah like that was a good album too okay that was a good album i really ain't been into hip-hop honestly because like I'm, I'm like i said i also i'm an event side dj yeah so it's kind of like hip-hop is like uh, <laughs> i could I, I could really play the same 40 songs right yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean like and, and i i know people are gonna hate me for that but like hip-hop is kind of in a dead spot it is it it, it is just like um and i always try to sneak in like some Griselda and people look at me crazy and I'm like, man, what are you? Yeah, I'm I'm sure that doesn't play well in the South. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it might. Well, you know who actually does great down here? Mm -hmm. Stove God cooks. Stove God cooks. Okay. Like, I I don't know what it is. I'm like, I, you know, and I've heard people like, oh, I mean, who who do, who is that? Like, mm -hmm. you know, so that person's dope. Like, they actually thinks he's he's from down here. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you can't you can't think that. But. <laughs> For sure, like that is like every time I I play anything from Stove God, it it jams. Okay, word word. Well, I'll, I'll tap into the Jameson Ross and Cleo Soul Mother, and it just happened too. Well, brother, thank you so much for your time, man. We're gonna have to call you in again soon because you uh you you're the type of person I like talking music with. I don't like talking music with a lot of people, but you actually know what you're <laughs> talking about and you articulate yourself well. So we're gonna definitely get, gonna have to call you again soon. Man, appreciate y'all for having me. Yes, sir. Keep doing your thing on TikTok. We're we going to stay locked in. You, you might end up getting stitched by me one day, so just stay ready for that. <laughs> All right, then. That's a bet. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good night. All right, you too. Peace. Well, that was our new friend. Social media just connects you with so many great people. That's our new friend from TikTok, Oxcord Whisperer. Uh, you can follow him on IG at ox.cord.whisperer. Follow him on TikTok at Oxcord Whisperer. Um, and I really want to hear y'all thoughts on his Wale, Drake takes, um, our, your perspectives on our little baby, uh, conversation and division as well. We ended up having a longer conversation about division than I expected. And I really think at this point in their career, they're really having a weird identity crisis, which is tough because they kind of nailed something already. So that's just the game. But, um, yeah, that is our, one of our Patreon episodes for y'all. So, uh, of course, make sure that you stay safe, stay humble and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy Taking time, getting right if you miss me girl, yeah. I've been out yeah, in the yeah. world, staying yeah, busy yeah. Monday's 9 a.m. Monday's 9 a.m. Party with the gang Every week, tell a friend Every week, tell a friend Busy over everything Busy over everything Busy boys, gotta call now, ain't you heard? Got the slice, I'm the size, 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 I'm the